It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Two young children are in serious condition in hospital as health officials report nearly 8,500 new COVID infections. Chief Executive John Lee is urged to reopen Hong Kong's borders, boost land supply for housing and do more to attract top quality talent. And a suicide prevention group says suicides among the elderly are being overlooked. Health officials have reported 8,457 new COVID infections, of which 232 were imported. Four more COVID patients have died. Among two children said to be in a serious condition in hospital, one is a 17-month-old boy who received his first Sinovac jab yesterday. Doctors say the boy had experienced fever, convulsions and difficulty breathing, but these symptoms have been brought under control using medication, and he's now conscious with stable vital signs. Dr Lau Kahin, a chief manager at the hospital authority, said paediatricians were certain the toddler's symptoms had nothing to do with his vaccination. There was no documentation or no history that the COVID vaccine can give rise to COVID. And at the same time, the patients was found to have the viral infection of COVID with CT value 23.6 just a few hours after the COVID infection. So it is very likely that the patient got the infection before the vaccination. The cause is the COVID-19 infection, okay? It's not related to the vaccine. It is necessary to have COVID-19 vaccination earlier because it takes time for the vaccine to be effective after injection. Dr. Chuang Shukwan from the Center for Health Protection has warned that COVID case numbers might accelerate due to the dominance of the Omicron BA.5 subvariant in Hong Kong. The BA.5 is highly transmissible. So we expect the uh, uh, cases in the community may further increase at a faster rate. So the daily RIT tests for the students and the teachers aim to prevent confirmed cases to enter the school mm-hmm. setting. We'll try to use this measure to prevent outbreaks in the schools. Meanwhile, as Health Minister Lo Chung Mao announced plans to isolate people aged 70 or above who haven't received at least two jabs, health authorities reported that up to 20 elderly people have already been sent to isolation facilities. Chief Executive John Lee has held another two-hour policy address consultation session with public committee representatives. He was urged to reopen the borders, boost land supply to build more flats and do more to attract top-notch talent. Some of those taking part appealed to Mr Lee to help revive the ailing convention industry. Basically, Hong Kong does not have enough venues for new exhibitions. While many trade fairs have relocated to other places because the borders are not fully open, yet. Hong Kong will lose its reputation as Asia's convention hub sooner or later. I have a few suggestions, including extending subsidies and moving the beds for COVID patients at the Asia World Expo to elsewhere. The CE thanked all who took part for expressing their views, saying the session had been down to earth. The chief executive was urged to reopen the borders and speaking to reporters afterwards, Mr Lee said he was trying to maximise the possibility of resuming social and economic activities, but the government still had a lot of concerns. We can satisfy the two principles, protecting the high-risk group and also ensuring the public health system can function. If that two factors are well controlled, then there's room for us to allow activities to go about as much as possible. In order to achieve that, everyone has to play their part. 
He added that authorities won't have to tighten social distancing measures if everyone cooperates in tackling the pandemic. A suicide prevention group says suicides amongst elderly people are being overlooked as society is more focused on cases among teenagers. The coroner's court has reported that 446 people aged 60 or above committed suicide last year. And the Samaritan Befrienders Hong Kong, an NGO, says that's the highest number since 1973. The group says suicides among over 60s accounted for 44% of the total suicides recorded last year. Its executive director, Clarence Sang, said the community should give more support to the elderly. The elderly people in Hong Kong, the population is getting higher and higher. And the care that we give to them has to be more than before. This is one thing that uh, the younger generation has to do. Not as before that we have like three to one, but now that we may have less and less younger generation to, to take care of them. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Secretary for Environment and Ecology says the government is reviewing how environmental impact assessment or EIA procedures are done in a bid to improve and shorten them. Chin One made the comments after the Advisory Council on the Environment failed to reach a decision on whether to endorse an EIA report on building public housing on part of the Fanling Golf Course. The official told a radio programme the administration is also looking to develop more guidelines on how to carry out ecological surveys and stressed that it won't compromise the environment for the sake of building more flats. Aid agencies say current flooding in Pakistan is turning out to be one of the worst disasters in the country's history as the incessant rains have brought unprecedented destruction. An official said water had destroyed the houses and livelihoods of hundreds of thousands of people and public infrastructure had been severely damaged. Pakistan's High Commissioner to the UK is Muazzam Ahmad Khan. Just to give you some idea about the enormity of the situation, in Sindh alone we had 780% more rain than average. In Balochistan, 496% more rain than average. Estimate indicates that about 33 million people have been affected. Nearly 1,000 lives have been lost. Close to 3,000 kilometers of roads and around 150 bridges have been damaged. So we are really looking at a national catastrophe. At least 50 more people have died in the floods after the Kabul River broke its banks, sweeping away houses and hotels and residents in some districts have been asked to move to safer places. Asif Shirazi speaks for the aid agency Islamic Relief Worldwide. Islamic Relief is reaching to 7,000 families, include food, non-food items, hygiene and wash items, shelter is a big issue, water and sanitation, and the, the need is growing, especially when the whole villages are washed away and people are living in a makeshift arrangements, either in the government buildings or schools, or their relatives and the situation is not improving more and more humanitarian assistance is required Australia's Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has welcomed an offer by the former US basketball star Shaquille O'Neal to help the government give greater recognition to Australia's Aboriginal peoples. Speaking in Sydney alongside the four-time NBA champion, Mr Albanese said the star had a record in the United States of lifting up the marginalised. We want to build the broadest possible support and we want to engage with people who can connect with young people in particular but with all sections of our society. Shaq has that record 
particularly when it comes to bringing people together of different backgrounds, which is consistent with our approach. Ukraine's nuclear operator says Russian troops have again repeatedly shelled the grounds of the Zaporizhia plant over the past 24 hours. It says it's clear the infrastructure of the station has been damaged, the risk of fire is high, as well as a potential leakage of hydrogen and the sputtering of radioactive substances. Moscow says it's Kiev that's shelling the plant. A health official in Libya says one person has been killed and five others wounded in heavy fighting in Tripoli between rival factions. A young Libyan comedian, Mustafa Baraka, known for his social media videos, was caught in the crossfire and died after he was shot in the chest. Two militias are involved in the clashes, which the internationally recognised government in Tripoli has blamed on a rival administration. This report from the BBC's Sebastian Usher. The current political standoff emerged after UN-sponsored efforts to hold elections last year came to nothing. The internationally recognised Prime Minister Abdulhamid al-Dabeba continues to preside over a government in Tripoli, but a rival administration has again risen in the east with the parliament there electing Fatih Bashaga as what they say is the legitimate prime minister after Debeva's interim mandate expired. To the weather forecast, mainly fine with a minimum temperature of about 28 degrees. Very hot again tomorrow with isolated showers in the afternoon. A top temperature of about 34 degrees with light to moderate southerly winds. The outlook, sunny intervals and a few showers in the following few days. Currently 29 degrees, humidity 82% and please be advised the very hot weather warning is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. Two young children are in serious condition in hospital as health officials report nearly 8,500 new COVID infections. And Chief Executive John Lee is urged to reopen Hong Kong's borders, boost land supply for housing and do more to attract top quality talent. The news from RTHK.